Welcome to the Mom Docs Podcast. We are three chiropractors on a mission to empower moms and dads to intentionally choose health for their kids and families, to provide core principles to raise their families holistically, and to help parents take an active role in their family's health. Our goal is to provide families a philosophical approach to healthcare that steps away from the conventional and supports true health. All right, welcome back. Uh, It's been a little bit. We hope everybody had a really great Christmas and New Year's. And, you know, we're now towards the end of January. Many people have already set New Year's resolutions and feels like most people start the year, you know, full of hope and they're motivated to make this the best year ever. And uh, surprisingly, according to a 2019 Forbes article, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail. And that seems pretty deflating and defeating to look at that stat. And I, I did a little bit more digging and it looks like the failure is just a result of just vague goals that aren't specific enough. Um, So for example, you might have a goal that says, I want to lose weight for my high school reunion this summer, or I want to join a gym, uh, or I want to eat healthier food. These are pretty vague goals. And so what we want to do for you today is I'm going to really interview Dr. Natalie because she is somebody that in my experience, knowing you over a decade, you know, you're someone that not only sets great goals, but you're someone who um, consistently follows through and achieves those goals. And so I think it's awesome um, that we're doing this today. It's going to be super valuable for our our listeners. Um, But I would say, you know, between the three of us, you know, we probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars towards personal growth over the years. Um, And so we just want to take what we've learned and pass it along to you so that you can in turn be successful. Um, And I would say, you know, we're, we're, you know, doctors of um, wellness, and we have realized that most people that come through our doors want to be healthier. Very rarely would we hear somebody say, you know what, I, I don't have a goal of being healthier, or they don't have a goal of reaching their optimal weight or becoming more fit, have more energy, make more money. Um, but rarely do those people give thought about who they have to become on the inside in order to achieve those things. And so it's really just a mental shift, I think, that people have to go through when they're setting goals. Um, And and it's really important to be anchored in that mentally um, before you start, you know, making physical changes. Um, You know, it's the difference between a person who takes a helicopter to the top of Mount Everest and gets dropped (laughs) off and the person who actually has to Um, go through years of training and perseverance and then actually climb the mountain. You know, those are two very different people inside, but physically they're both on top of the mountain. Um, So we want you to, you know, understand how to do that. And so Natalie, um, we should, we should jump into this. Yeah. I mean, you know, something I'm excited to talk about this today, because I think oftentimes when it comes to our health, we overlook our mindset, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. just recognizing that in the first place is like working on your mindset and your perspective, especially when it comes to setting goals or new year's resolutions, or, um, you know, for me, I just like, what's my life vision? What do I want to accomplish? You know, this year. And something that we want to make sure we, we touch on today too, is this is not just for you, but, um, you know, again, as, um, you know, as parents, you know, really making sure that we're setting up and and being good role models for our kids, but then also helping them 
learn how to set goals and a vision for, you know, their year or the next two months, you know, whatever's right in front of them. And, you know, something I wanted to talk about right away when it comes to, you know, sitting down to make New Year's resolutions or, you know, goals or, you know, vision for this year, something that I see a lot of people make mistakes with, um, you know, people that I know and patients and um, especially when they were setting health goals is, you know, when they sit down at the new year and they just came off a month and a half of the holidays, right, where their lifestyle has likely been thrown off. They've been eating foods they don't normally, potentially traveling, you know, not not doing their typical workout routines. I mean, most people, their lifestyle gets slightly thrown out the window in, in December and naturally so it's a great time to enjoy and it's a great time to, to do all of those things. But I think what happens, and this is why I believe that New Year's resolutions have such a negative connotation and also why I feel like a lot of people don't follow through with them and actually get the results they want is because they start coming from this place of desperation, right? Like they're stressed out, they feel overweight, they're run down, they're tired after the holidays. And then they're like, oh my gosh, you know, they sit down and think about all these things that have to change, right? And they set unattainable, unrealistic goals for themselves because they're feeling bad where they're at, right? So something that we've adopted as a family and I highly recommend, you know, people to do, um, and it's not too late, like to sit down with your family um, or with your spouse and do this now, is um, it's it's our it's become our tradition whether it's on New Year's Eve day or New Year's Day as we sit down as a family and we have like a yearly family journal <clears throat> that we sit down and we go through like our whole last year as a family so things big and small like what family trips did we take like we write that down like what did we do this last year um, you know what accomplishments did we make you know one of our daughters started kindergarten like you know she made a new friend you know we try to get our kids involved but also you know us as adults like what what did we accomplish you know um, what were some of the goals that we hit this past year and it's amazing. At first, it's a fun family thing to do, to just reminisce about just the great things that did happen over the last year. But it it's crazy how it, it almost like it, it warms your heart and your spirit. Uh, it puts you in more of a thankful, happy place. And then it is way easier to go from that when you're in that mindset to then, okay, what do we want to accomplish this year? You know, what, um, what family trips do we have planned? Where do we want to go this year? What do we want to do? And then we slowly break that back down to, um, you know, specific goals that we want to accomplish ourselves. And then also for our kids, helping them set up and, and really for themselves come up with, okay, what do they, what do they want to accomplish? You know, maybe in the next month or two, um, and I do that with patients, you know, regardless of where their health is at, you know, health is a journey, you know, we know this and it's a never ending journey. And that's why goal setting is important because you aren't going to get to the next step unless you sit down and you first set out where you want to get to in the first place. Right. So coming from that place of, you know, what am I happy with when it comes to my health right now? Yes, there might be things I'm unhappy with, um, in this moment. I know that's true for a lot of people after 2020, when, you know, gyms shut down and, uh, people's lifestyles were thrown off, but 
what are you thankful for, for your health? Where are you happy right now? And then, okay, what's a a good change that you would like to see? And when you come from this place of, man, I would really want to change, you know, these three things and get better in these three areas, your excitement for actually reaching that goal is different than if you're coming from a place of desperation and feeling like you're handcuffed to the results and then you feel bad about yourself when the first week doesn't go well. And that's why I think you know 80% of resolutions end up failing by February because of, of that simple mindset. Yeah, that's huge, Natalie. Um, I think too, it's so important to think about what will achieving that goal do for me? How will it make me feel? How will it change my life? for the better. And we, we try to stay anchored to those things too, is the outcome. What is that providing? How is that providing value to my life? And then that makes it much easier to sustain whatever goal you're trying to achieve. Because once you achieve that goal, you know, we know that dieting becomes this yo-yo thing. You know, you may reach that and then you gain it all right back. You know, I, I definitely have been there too. And so really thinking beyond just that goal and long, even long-term. And I love that you guys reflect first, um, but then you're setting these goals. And we try to do as a family, which we'll get into in a minute, but um, really setting different timeframes for goals. So whether it's one year, we try to even just do like a quarter at a time. Um, But then we want to set one year, five year, 10 year goals that we're always going back to and reflecting on, you know, what was my progress this last year with those specific goals that I set last year and really looking at those and analyzing them. And that can be kind of defeating too, if you didn't hit a goal. Um, But it's also an opportunity to figure out what went wrong and then, you know, go after it in a different way. So I think we should, um, talk about our big why. And I know you teach this concept to your team, to your patients, to your kids. Can you explain what the big why is and, you know, how it's relevant for somebody who's maybe setting a goal? Yes. And I feel like this is, again, an area that a lot of people don't think about, right? Like they set a goal as you're saying like, okay, I'm going to lose, I want to lose this much weight. And then they stop. And what you talked about is just like the value of like, okay, what's that going to get for me? How's that going to make me feel? How's that going to affect me? And not just me, but those around me. How's that going to affect my kids? How's it going to affect my spouse? How's it going to affect our future? And, you know, something, um, I love this example of, you know, if I had an apple and a donut in my hand, um, you know, what would you choose? And what I teach people and, and patients in our team, in our clinic is, you know, your reason for choosing the apple has to be big enough, right? Like we all know we should eat the apple over the donut, but oftentimes we don't because our reason for choosing the apple is, isn't strong enough to overcome our desire of wanting to just enjoy that donut. Right. So when it comes to a big why, um, you know, you really need to dig deep as, as to, you know, why do you want to reach that goal? And it's, you know, what I find to be the most effective is it needs to be about something bigger than you or someone other than you. So initially, you know, when you say, for example, I want to lose weight or I want to lose 10 pounds in the next month, you got to ask yourself why, 
And then typically people's first response will be, well, I want to feel better. I want to, I want to look better. And those are still things that radiate around yourself. So I always challenge people, okay, take that a step deeper. So keep asking yourself, why, why do you want to look better? Why do you want to feel better? What's that going to do for you? Well, I will be happier, um, which affects my relationship with my spouse or with my kids. If I feel better about myself, I'm going to be more confident and that's going to affect um, just how I, how I am at my workplace. You know what I'm saying? So you keep digging deeper and, you know, for a lot of people, like an example of a, a big, why would be like, I want to lose weight, to feel better, to be healthier, not just for me, but, you know, so that I can, you know, do the things, you know, that I can go hiking with my kids and, and not be sore for five days, you know, so I can feel good about it or, you know, so I can continue to be healthy and be able to, plan the floor with my grandkids someday or pass on my knowledge to them. Um, or, you know, so that we can retire and I can actually travel with my spouse. And by the time we retire, we're still in good health so that we can enjoy that time. Like a lot of people don't because they've lost their health by then. So a perfect example that I like to give, um, that really puts this into perspective is if you, um, this has happened in our clinic, you have patient A and you have patient B. And I meet with them about nutrition and patient A is like, I know that I really need to stop drinking pop. I need to stop drinking Mountain Dew and I need to stop drinking coffee. Okay. Or I, you know, do an assessment. You're like, okay, you got to stop drinking soda and you got to stop drinking coffee. You say that to patient A and then you say the same thing to patient B because they have the same bad habit. And you're like, okay, patient B, like you, you need to stop drinking soda. You need to stop drinking coffee. Um, The difference is patient B is pregnant. So if I tell patient A and patient B the same thing, guess who actually is more likely to follow through the next day when they have that craving? You know the answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only the pregnant woman, like the yep. pregnant person is going to actually be more likely to follow through. But why is that? Because she's, she's making that change, not for herself, but for that baby that, that's example. growing inside of her. Yes. And I think that is the most powerful example I can think of of a big why. Yeah. I think understanding that you are here for a reason, um, you know, as a parent, it's really easy to identify with this example because I mean, most of us would lay our lives down for our children. And as somebody who has lost a parent prematurely, um, due to health reasons, I can definitely tell you that that ignited a fire in me, um, to take really good care of myself. Um, so, and do everything that's in my power to make sure that I don't go down that same road, uh, because I definitely want to be around for my great grandchildren. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss any of that. And I think at the end of the day, when you identify your purpose, when you identify the fact that, you know, you're here for a very important reason, um, and that you have a legacy to leave behind, uh, then it becomes um, a little bit easier to to hit those those health goals for sure. So I love that example of the pregnant patient. That's so good. And when your when your why is big enough, you know, as you're saying, when you're thinking about what you just said, that makes eating a salad a lot easier. 
Yes. You know, so it's continuing. And I find that that's something that I, I tell patients, you know, people, you got to write that down, write down your big why, have it on your mirror, have it in your car, have it taped to your computer so that when you're in those moments of stress or, um, you know, having a craving or whatnot, when you remember that big why, when your why is big enough, it helps you overcome anyhow, right? You can, yes. you can take the action steps. You can eat the apple over the donut when your reason for choosing that apple is big enough. So, I just encourage all you listening, you know, if you've set out any goals for this, um, for this new year, really take the time to marinate that question. Like, why is this important? And why, why do I want this in the first place? And that will help you overcome the obstacles that are for sure to come your way, you know, that um, may hinder you from reaching it. But when your why is big enough, you will persevere and you'll be able to problem solve to figure out how you're going to get there. I love it. So once we've got that purpose and that why um, that really drives our actions, um, then it then it's time to set goals. And we can't just, as I was saying earlier, we can't just set these vague goals that really um, are really hard to, to grasp. Um, we have to make them SMART goals. And this is an acronym that we've been using for years. Um, and it's actually kind of more mainstream now. But SMART goals are specific um, they're measurable, so you can actually quantifiably track your progress over time. They're attainable, so they, you know, your goals should scare you a bit, but it shouldn't be something that you know you're unlikely to reach. You know, so if your goal is to make it to the NBA <laughs> and you're five foot two and forty years old, like you're, sorry, that's probably not an attainable goal. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's probably not attainable. Um, SMART goals are relevant. So this would is something, and this kind of goes hand in hand with being attainable, but something that's relevant, makes sense in your current season of life. And then finally, they're time bound. So you have to have a deadline for your goal. Now, if that deadline comes and goes and you haven't reached it, well, then you can reevaluate and, you know, set, set a new deadline, um, but really figure out what went wrong the first time and, you know, try to hit it within that, that new deadline. Um, so let's, Natalie, I'd love to hear, you know, just some examples maybe of your own goals or goals that you've seen um, people close to you hit or your patients hit, um, just to kind of give people an idea of how to apply the concept of a SMART goal. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, um, even just with our, our kids, you know, it's, it's such a simple thing. And I, I recommend that, you know, analyze all areas of your life. Most people, you know, we're just setting those health goals right now, which is great. Um, but really looking at all areas of your life, you know, spiritually, you know, how are you doing? You know, what, what specific, you know, what do you need to do better? What's a smart goal in that area? And socially, you know, for your career, for your family, really looking at those big areas in life, um, and, setting out a specific goal for each of those. And when you're setting a smart goal, you can have more than one, right? In different areas of your life. And when they're attainable and they're measurable and it's doable, it might, you know, you want to do something that stretches you a little bit, but making sure that like you're saying that they're smart. And I like, for me, it's three. Like I like to set, you know, three, you know, whether it's those top areas in my life that I feel like, okay, in this area we're lacking. So this is the area that we're going to write a a smart goal. Um, 
as far as kids, I love the example actually that you gave, you got to share that, um, with your, with your son, with Xavier. Yeah. So we had our kids, um, well, first of all, we, we did the vision board that you kind of talked about in a previous episode. Um, we had all of our kids kind of talk about their, what they wanted to do this year in 2021. And, um, we printed out pictures, you know, to match what they were hoping for so that they can go back and look at it. But our four-year-old son, Xavier, um, you know, he is, he's a decent swimmer, but we have this swim test because we live on a lake. We, um, have a boat. And so it's just important to understand how to be a, or to be a strong swimmer. And so we, we ask our kids to do this swim test and they have to be able to tread water for two minutes without stopping. And then they've officially passed our kind of our our preliminary swim test. And he really wants to hit that. So every day he's looking at his vision board and he's seeing that picture of the of the swimmer, um, without a life jacket on, you know, conquering the water. And so every week we get him to the pool and we're working on it a little bit more and a little bit more, um, until he's confident and can, can actually do that. So his goal, it is time bound, um, is that he wants to be able to hit that by the end of May when we get our boat back in the water. Um, so I thought that was super cute, you know, and I, he's four. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed. I was tread water for two minutes, and I was um, I'm adding that to the options for my kids to choose from this summer. Um, <laughs> yep. All right, our goals, goal ideas. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm proud of him. You know, obviously we we don't want him to be overwhelmed by that because he, um, you know, he's driven by results. It's so funny because he's such a, a, a mini version of my husband, Ryan. Um, so we're just, you know, we want to remind him of the timeline. And there are times when we're in the pool and we're like, hey, Xavier, you know, you remember your vision, remember your goal. Um, we need to spend some time, you know, without your life jacket on, you know, working on your ability to pass that test. And there are times where he's like, I don't want to do that. I, I just want to swim and throw the ball and just play. Um, but when we remind him and we give him those hints, you know, he's like, okay, okay, I need to get stronger. So it's really cool to see that. And, you know, as you're, as you're saying this, I feel like a lot of adults, um, you know, we, it's easy to fall into no longer setting goals, uh, because maybe you've failed in the past. And if you've failed, then nobody likes that feeling. So we avoid it. And we don't set goals anymore. And, you know, just putting ourselves back into like thinking about him, like the excitement that he'll have when he reaches that goal, like that childlike excitement of, oh my gosh, I accomplished that. Like, I feel like so many people need to be revived to setting attainable. Like this is where smart goals are so huge is like set a smart goal. And then, I mean, the feeling of accomplishment when you actually hit that, you know, and for some of you to maybe reignite that feeling and excitement and want, you know, for accomplishing something, maybe, uh, you know, most people are, you're either driven by pain or pleasure. So, uh, whatever you're driven by, you know, okay, when you reach that goal, give yourself a reward, set out a reward. Okay. If you're going to lose 10 pounds over the next four weeks or whatever your goal is, okay. Then, then maybe your reward once you reach that is okay. hundred dollars to go on a shopping spree, you know, set out something, or maybe if you're driven by, by pain, um, I don't know. Got any ideas for that? <laughs> well, yeah, my husband is is motivated. I mean, he is right now. He's signed up, and I'm actually signed up too. I don't know that I'm going to 
realistically um, be able to do this distance. But he signed up for a 32-mile mountain uh, it, I guess it's a, it's a form of an ultra marathon race, um, where he's going to be going up and down a mountain, you know, we're talking like 4,000 feet of elevation, oh, gain, right. two miles. It's going to take maybe eight hours is the, I think that's the limit they give you maybe a little more. Um, so he, he is like a 13 time Ironman athlete, triathlete. So this guy is like in a totally different league of his own. Um, but I see him day in, day out, putting in the work that it takes to achieve something like that. And it's very inspiring. Um, but then when he hits that, he's always like let down the very next day is like, Oh, like, okay, I hit it. Now what? Like, he's very proud of himself, but then he's like, okay, what's next? And it, he's achieved these things and they're very hard to top. And so I'm kind of nervous that he's going to maybe think he needs to climb Mount Everest next. <laughs> so we'll see. But there's that, that type of person. He went, we did our very first triathlon when we were in chiropractic school together and I beat him. And I remember it being so foreign to him. He had never done any sort of distance. He's like a football player through and through. And here he is now like doing triathlons and doing ultra marathons. And it's very cool. It's a great example. You know, you can set these smaller goals that are attainable and then you build, they build on top of each other. And I've seen patients of mine that will use this acronym, the SMART goal system, and they'll start with, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to be more fit. You know, what is something I can work towards to do that? And they'll even just put a race on their calendar. Maybe they've never done a race before in their life, but they'll do like a 5K, like a three-mile race. And maybe their goal is to run, you know, to keep running for at least half of it. Um, and maybe they're walking for the other half. Or maybe their goal is to be able to run the entire 3.1 miles um, and, you know, if they set it far enough in advance and they put the work in day in, day out that it takes to get in the shape that you need to be to do that, then, well, once they hit that distance, then they're motivated. And it's like, what's next? What can I achieve next now that I've done that? So that's so good. And um, that just made me think about another tip when it comes to goal setting, especially when we're trying to reach for some of those, you know, bigger goals in your life, you know, like I want to have you know, for example, this, you know, this much in my bank account at the end of this next year, I think something that a lot of people overlook as well is, you know, when you set some of those bigger goals, it's not just going to happen. You have to just like, if you're going to, you know, decide to run a 5k, there's programs that break it back you know, from the couch to 5k that will actually then show you what do you need to do every single week to get yourself prepared to make sure that you're ready to meet that goal. Right. So I think applying that same thing to all areas in our life, you know, so if you want to have X amount of money in the bank account at the end of next year, then what do you need to have in there in six months? And then what do you need to have in there in uh, the first quarter of the year? And what does that break back to you actually saving every single week to be on pace, to be on track, you know, with your goals. A lot of times people just set that big lofty goal and then don't really take any specific action today or tomorrow or this week to continue moving yourself there. And that's something that I love about goals is that when you can really break it back. So 
Maybe it's, you want to lose, you know, 10 pounds in the next 10 weeks. That means you have to lose a pound a week. So what are you going to do this week, you know, to make sure that you're on pace and you're on track and you're checking in with yourself. So making sure you're breaking back those goals, whatever they may be, is a huge piece of actually, you know, actually reaching them. Yeah. Working backwards is huge. Um, And I think, you know, once you've got your goal, then the how, um, you know, you've got to figure out the how and, that, you know, I think our access to the internet, there are so many amazing programs for nutrition, for um, racing, for setting financial goals there, you know, we've got so much just our fingertips. It's um, really easy once we've got the program, but if we don't have that system, you know, this acronym SMART goals, if we don't have the big why those programs are really useless. So Anyway, I think this has been such an awesome um, topic that we've gone through and we'd love to hear from our listeners, you know, what goals have you set uh, for the year? What goals maybe have your kids set? Or if you haven't yet, it's not too late. We're not even through the end of January. Um, Maybe we, Natalie, maybe we should um, kick off a challenge or something on Instagram. Um, We'll, we'll reach out to our, our listeners and our followers on Instagram um, about the goal setting once this is up, but we hope this has been helpful for you guys. And thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on the mom docs podcast. If you enjoyed listening to the show, the greatest compliment you can give is to share this with others and leave us a review on iTunes by subscribing to our podcast. You'll never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.